With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Say what's your name. Maybe we can play a little game. You are listening to Slashing Cast. Or you will be until I get through with these guys. What's happening, lovers? What's going on? We gonna get tropical. We gonna get tropical. Welcome back to another episode of Make Every Death Count. Today, doing something a bit different. I'm solo again, but don't worry. We have a huge, huge announcement coming up. I mean, I don't want to get you big. Let's not say huge. Let's say big. Big announcement coming up this Saturday. Today is Thursday, so this Saturday... We uh, have an announcement coming up, which would, would it be, what's the 16th? So the 18th? On the 18th, big announcement coming up surrounding the podcast and the channel and just the future of what we're doing and the game plans for content. Um, but it's, me and Nick will be recording. Uh, we have a ton of episodes planned for Make Every Death Count. So it'll be me and him and Elijah. Uh, a lot, lot more here soon. Also have a ton of interviews coming out too, so... A lot of things to expect, but I'm, um, like I said, solo today, just whipping something out here, and I, I want to share a story with you. It's story time, folks. Listen up. Listen closely. Uh, I want to talk about the first convention I ever went to, the first horror convention I ever went to. At the time, I would have been 19 years old, and I've talked about this a little bit because it goes hand-in-hand with my first time meeting Kane Hodder story. And how all that came about. But like I said, uh, it, there's a lot you don't know. So I'm going to share that story. First con I ever went to. Uh, of course, it all started when I met Kane at my college, Boyd College. If you haven't heard that story, go check out the video on YouTube, um, how I met Kane Hodder. It's, but yeah, so I knew Kane already. And then when I first met him, he said, hey, if you want to go to a convention ever, I can get you tickets. Just let me know. Um... I so I had this bug now um, to go to a convention. I always wanted to go to one when I was a kid. And I used to ask my mom all the time. I was like, "These are in Chicago. Like, let's go." And she never would let me. Um, I don't still think my parents really understood conventions, you know. And they sure as fuck didn't want to go. Although uh, I brought my dad to one recently, and he really enjoyed it. And he doesn't even like horror movies. So uh, not to mention, I also brought Rachel's parents to Scarefest in Kentucky and they really enjoyed it and they don't like horror movies so there's a lot of fun to be had of them uh, once you go to them just people don't understand that until they do so um, I had that in my ear I had Kane saying that in my ear and I was like man 
Texas Frightmare is around the corner. Kane's going, and the guest list is massive. It was huge. I was like, man, we should. I would love to go to that. Uh, and Kane said we could go, and he took us up. Um, of course, I I hate asking Kane for things. I, I mean, every like I hate it. I, I don't like it. Um, I feel bad every time I have to do it. So I didn't even ask for tickets. Um, I basically uh, I bought the tickets myself, and I straight up I, I emailed Kane. And I was like, "Hey man, um, I'm gonna be at Texas Frightmare. It'd be cool just if we could um, just talk and yeah, just I mean be in that environment uh, instead of you know Beloit College <laughs> where there's no other horror fans anywhere." And so I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my way down there. I just want to let you know." And then began the journey. I was like, so I bought tickets for me and Rachel, my fiance, for those that don't know. And at the time, we obviously were not engaged. 19 years old, um, freshman year in college, didn't have much money. I don't know why. Honestly, all of it was a bad decision. The whole the whole situation was a bad decision. Not to mention it landed one week before my finals, my freshman year. So all around, it was just a bad decision to go. Um, thankfully... My parents were super fucking clutch about it. Um, yeah, my parents are always like, if I need money, they they help. You know, um, even even now as I live in Chicago, my mom is constantly offering to help, and I'm like, no, it's okay, it's okay, mom. You know, I can adult okay. But so, uh, my mom was helping me a little bit uh, with just gas money, things like that. Then my dad, uh, my mom doesn't know this, but my dad brought me to the side. Uh, right before I was about to leave, and we, we, by the way, we were driving, so I'll get to that in a second. Uh, right before I was about to leave, my dad took me, pulled me over to the side, and handed me like three hundred dollars in cash, which he he never does shit like that, right? Like he's always super helpful, help with anything, but for him to just hand over money, um, it just doesn't happen. And he so he brought me to the side, handed me over cash. He's like, I don't give a shit what you spend it on. I just want you to have a good time, and like I'll never forget that. It was just like the coolest thing ever. Is like. First con I ever went to. My dad doesn't even like horror movies. He doesn't understand any of the hype surrounding these things. And he still was like, hey, go. Have a good time. Uh, so <laughs> then began the journey. Uh, so we had we were driving. And, and I live in a, a small town in northern Illinois. And the drive, it, for those that don't know, Texas Frightmare is in uh, in Dallas, in, in Grapevine, Texas. just Just right there in Dallas which is about a 12 and a half hour drive. I mean, that does it's really now that doesn't sound that bad because we also I've driven to a lot of content. I drove to uh Atlanta from here which was 14 hours and that took forever. Uh I mean, we we drove to Lexington every year which is about 8 hours. I mean, we we drive all the time, but for some reason this one sucked. We were cooped up in a little black Prius, which I still drive around now in Chicago, Rachel's Prius. And we began our journey. We started uh, in the late afternoon. So my goal was to drive through the night and make it there by the morning. I didn't, I didn't quite go to plan, go as planned. <laughs> uh, we got, a, I, I drove for about six hours. Uh, and then, Rachel took the wheel, and by that time, Rachel's already exhausted. You know, she wasn't able to sleep too much in the car, so we're, we keep going, and she switches over and drives a little bit, and we, we just can't go any further. We're both just out. We can't go any further. Uh, don't have money to go get a hotel. It'd be a waste, so we're like, we need to find somewhere to park. Uh, we need to we need to crash somewhere, and so, 
you know, doing what people do, I know that Walmart is open 24 hours and I know that truckers park there all the time because they will not tow you if you're parked there. So that's what we did in some random shady town in, I, th- I think at the time we were in Missouri, I would think, um, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit further South, but I think we were in Missouri. Um, and we parked in a random shady, pretty, pretty ghetto Walmart and slept in our really, really tiny Prius for a couple hours. And honestly, I'm surprised we didn't die. Um, there were people constantly checking cars out there, just like, uh, basically just panhandling out there. And the fact that we didn't have anybody come at us, I, I was shocked. We, we had a relatively clean sleep there. Uh, get back up a couple hours later, uh, grab a quick bite to eat at the McDonald's inside of Walmart, which is always nice. And then we continued on, made our way down south. I would say one of the things uh, at this time, I was my driver's license was I was on probation because I had, I had a speeding ticket on my way home from visiting Rachel during uh, college. And uh, I had a speeding ticket and I got put on probation. So if I got any other moving violation, I mean any moving violation, I would lose my license until I was 21. And we got fucking pulled over. And again, some random town in Missouri got pulled over uh, because there was a headlight out. And that technically is a moving violation. So I was I was like panicking. I'm like, dude, this is it. I'm going to lose my fucking license right here. Um, on the way to Texas, where we still have so much further to go, um, I'm going to lose my license right here. And luckily, the cop that pulled us over, who, by the way, pulled an epic fucking U-turn to come at us. Like I, We saw him going the other way. Uh, he was because we we're going opposite directions. All of a sudden, he flipped his lights on. And he like whipped a, a quick freaking uh, Yui, and he came right at us. And yeah, but lucky Yui is really cool, and he let it slide. And we tried to we had, we had an extra light with us, and we tried to change it, but then the light didn't work. And the light just went right back out. Uh, ended up getting pulled over again once we got home. It's just gah. It's like Rachel. I swear to God, Rachel wanted me to lose my license. She kept making me drive that Prius, and every time the light to this day, by the way, that light still goes out all the time. And I fucking hate it. It's drives me fucking nuts. Um, but we finally get all the way down to Dallas. Uh, one of the worst drives I've ever gone through. I don't know why it was so bad. I've driven further than that, but it was just, it felt like forever, but we get there. Uh, and of course at the time in May, you, I mean, you guys can feel the weather right now. It's still chilly in, in Illinois. Um, so, I mean, by the time we got to Texas, it's, you know, 40, 50 degrees warmer and it was hot. I mean, it was hot out there in Texas and humid as a motherfucker. Um, when it, usually the Texas frightmare is the exact reason for this. I, I have to stay unless it's like very severe circumstances. I'm trying to save money. I have to stay at the hotel that the convention is taking place in. Otherwise, I it's not even worth my time. So uh, I did. We I, and the reason for that is because of Texas Frightmare. Um, we we were about I don't know, not not too far, two two and a half three miles away from the convention center itself in Grapevine, uh, and this really random kind of low key kind of shady uh, little motel. But it did have a pool, which I don't think we ever swam in. But it did have a pool. Uh, so we, we were there, and like I said, a decent room, and I can't really complain. Again, we're just you know two broke college kids, just 19 years old, exploring the world out there. And um, 
But driving in, you because it, it takes place. It's right in the airport there in Grapevine. Um, so you had to go through these like part. I don't even know how to explain. It. They're like tollways, like it. But uh, that's your way of parking. It's your parking pass. You get a pass and on your way out. You use the same thing, and that it's like a it's like parking in a uh, the equivalent of parking in a parking garage in in a, in a city. You know, you get a pass. You need to rescan that once you leave. Um, but that can be validated at a convention center. But I didn't know that. Um, so I ended up paying like fucking $20 in parking because we're stupid. Um, probably, actually, I've, it's probably more. But $20, honestly, now that I live in, I live in downtown Chicago, $20 for parking doesn't sound like shit. Because if you if you park like two hours in the lot where I go to the gym, anything above more than two hours, it's like $45. Like, what the fuck is that? Like... Jesus Christ, these spot not even all the spots are filled, and you're making me pay $45? Selfish. Selfish. I hate it. Um, so I ended up paying for a whole day of parking because I'm stupid and didn't get my ticket validated. Um, but yeah, we, we go... <laughs> I'll tell you, just being... It was one of the most surreal things ever, my first convention, because everybody... The, I mean, the guest list was insane. We had Heather Langenkamp, Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, Robert England, Daniel Harris... Uh, Alan Howarth. I mean, the list just goes on and on. It was an insane Texas nightmare. And at this time, uh, I mean, SlashCast didn't even really exist. I don't... It was, like, just starting up, I think. It was, like, just starting up. Um, yeah, it was just... It was nothing, man. We we just... So we weren't anybody. We couldn't... I didn't get to do any, like, work there or anything or try to collect interviews. Um, we were just going. We were just fans being nerds and I, man it was just an insane experience um but a couple of stories that i distinctly recall from texas frightmare one meeting matthew lillard matthew lillard was there and a lot of screencasts were there david arquette was there rose mcgowan was there uh and they were all just kind of circled around each other and matt was one i like absolutely had to meet and we get in line with him, and the line's long, dude. And lines are lines are long all the times at cons, and they suck. And you're waiting and waiting and waiting, especially for people like Matt and like Robert that are very, very talkative, and will make sure that your time in line was worth it. Uh, make sure you have a legitimate conversation. You feel like you're just as worthy as anybody else was there, and they treat you with a ton of respect. And I, I love that. I love once you're up there, that's great. But once you're waiting in line. That sucks because everybody's getting a ton of time. It takes forever. But one thing Matt always did, and I thought this was so cool, is that after a few people would go, he'd run through the line and high five everybody and thank them for waiting. And it was just like, it was just one of those little things. You know, that's all it takes to make that wait worth it. You know, he he made it worth everybody's while. But we get up there, and I had a Blu-ray that I was having the Screamcast sign, and we I handed him the slip cover. And he signed it. Then while he was signing it, Rachel uh, asked him, like, really quietly under her breath. I was like, hey, could you say the line, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me? And, it, it, by the way, the way Rachel asked, which is the cutest thing in the world. And Matt was like, you know, if I say it to you, then everybody's going to ask. She's like, oh, it's, it's okay. I understand. And then he, he like, uh, leaned over and, like, whispered in her ear and said it. And he said it to her 
And I never, I didn't fucking hear it, by the way. So I'm super jealous. Um, but he whispered the line to her in her ear. And then after that, he took, because I, I had the Blu-ray case in my hand with the, with the Blu-ray itself, and he was signing the slipcover. After that, he took the case from me. And I was like, all right, shit, okay. And then he signed the Blu-ray, the, the disc itself. And uh, he wrote on the disc, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me, and re-signed it. So I got two signatures for the price of one, and I got that quote on there. Rachel got the experience of him actually saying it, and it was just the coolest thing in the world. And uh, we also did the photo op with him with the mystery machine. They had a mystery machine uh, down there in Texas. So we did the photo op with Matt, and of course he remembered us from there, and it was just it was cool. And then I, it was, what was so neat about that is when we met Matt two weeks later, my brother, who was stationed in uh, Germany at the time, uh, military police in the army, he was stationed in Germany, and um, Matthew Lillard is really big into Uso, and so he travels and meets soldiers across the world, and two weeks later, he actually met my brother, and if, if you guys go search and you can find this tweet somewhere, uh, my brother got a picture with him, I got a picture with him, I put it side by side, and I uh, put it on Twitter, I was like, hey, two brothers across the world meeting Matthew Lillard two weeks apart, it was really cool. And then uh, Matt retweeted that, which was like the cool, the most amazing thing in the world at the time. Uh, still is. I think mean, it's really cool that he was going to do that. And then I met him again a year later, and he remembered that. He remembered meeting me. He remembered meeting my brother. So that was neat. Now I have that connection forever. Um, so yeah, that was one of the best. That was one of the coolest parts. Texas Fried Mare was definitely meeting Matthew Lillard. And then one of the things that was was also great, like Kane, like I said, I didn't ask him for tickets. Um, so he was just really cool the whole time. Hooked me up with a, I, I never, ever have I paid for an autograph from Kane, which is just amazing. I mean, I mean, you guys know he's like $50 an autograph now. And if you guys, you've, if you've seen my collection, you know how many things I have signed by him that I've never paid for. I mean, he just won't let me, he won't let me. Um, I try to pay for anything I can. I, I never, I always pay for photo ops with him. Uh, I never even ask him. I never even tell him I'm going, I'm just like, Hey, I got it. Let's go, because <laughs> I know he would he would try to offer it for free. And and you know the guy's out there still trying to make money. He's still got to be out there trying to make money. And I I hate asking. I mean that's like that's the equivalent of asking you know an artist to to make you a huge canvas painting for free. You know just because you know them. I always felt that that was wrong. So I uh, I never really did that. Hey, if you're gonna come in here, you got to make a special appearance. Come here. No no no. Come here. Come here. Come here. No no. Come here. Come here. Come here, you. If you, I'm not cutting all this out, so you have to at least come say hi. Put your mic close. Hi. I I just told them the story about how we met Matt the first time, and how he whispered in your ear the line. Can you can you can you share your experience? What was that like? Don't be a chicken. What was it like? I don't know. It was fun. I know because you didn't hear it. Yeah, I didn't hear it. So I mean, it was just. Cause he, someone made a joke or something and everyone in line was laughing. And so while everyone was laughing, he just did the line in my ear and then like, you're done laughing and whatever. And like, what's your problem? Like he did the line. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when he, he took the, the Blu-ray from me and then he signed the Blu-ray. Do you remember the little girl? Do you remember the little girl that was in front of us? Yeah. There's a, this video has gone viral by the way too. Um, this little girl who was kind of nervous to meet him. And then he took the he took the photo and put it over his mouth, and then he started doing the shaggy voice. And then the little girl was laughing, and it was just the cutest thing in the world. That video has gone viral, but we were literally in line behind that little girl. 
you might be able to hear me laughing in the background if you look if you listen really closely. What was your favorite part of when we went to Dallas? She's thinking. She's got her thinking face on. You got to say it in the microphone. Say it again. Probably spending time with you because that was our first trip together, away together, anyways. You're not a very good podcast. We need to get you your own mic. We'll we'll, we'll work on it in the future. Get get out now. You you gotta go. Um. One of the one of the things that was that was cool from that kind of Rachel is something. Um, one of the things that was also cool from that trip was meeting Tom Savini because Tom Savini was there, and I met him the first time I got him to sign my Return of the Living Dead Blu-ray, um, and or my Night of the Living Dead remake Blu-ray, excuse me. And he was su- he was super cool, super chill. Talked about the game, talked about Savini Jason because this is before the game came out, obviously. And he was just being just being a good dude, you know, great, uh, creating great conversation. Um, but a lot of people were like, because he, he can be kind of a hard ass when you meet him at his table. Uh, I think he, I mean, he gets tired. He's older, um, and you know, it's just people can be fucking rude. I mean, just at the end of the day, cons and the people that's that celebrities deal with can be just fucking rude. So. Jesus, I don't blame him. But then we ran into him in the elevator at Text Drive Mare. The first time we ran into him, he walked in with a severed head. There's a whole group of us. He walks in with a severed head that he was putting on display, and he he has to get in the middle of a bunch of fucking horror nerds. It was already a packed elevator, and I was like the only one. Me and Rachel were like the only ones that didn't like awkwardly start asking questions and being weird. It's like the guy. The guy just needs to go take the elevator, bro. Leave him alone. But then, after that, he drops off the head. Right, and me and Rachel are just hanging out in the elevator lobby because we don't know what to do. We're at this point, we're just like kind of lost, and we're just kind of hanging out by all the elevators, and we're not sure where to go. So Tom goes, drops off the head, and comes back, and then he's conversing with somebody, talking about gun control, and I thought that was really interesting. Uh, just politics surrounding guns in general and the laws surrounding them and uh carrying and things like that and i it's something that with illinois having such unique and strict laws compared to the rest of the country it was something i was kind of well versed in and i was like oh dude this is my opportunity this is my opportunity to jump in get involved have a conversation with tom so i brought up i brought up some of the weird laws that illinois has and then we just like that sparked a conversation took the elevator together and had a conversation that was unique and different. It was a fun time. And Tom is just a fucking cool dude. So that's another one that I kind of cherish. The first time you get a con. Now that wouldn't be that big of a deal going to any con now. And some of the things I've experienced over the years. But at that time, knowing Tom since I was a kid. Uh, knowing who he was and like idolizing the guy. And then getting to have that moment with him. And our little elevator pitch. And just talking about fucking guns of all things. Was cool. Uh, and that was a cool experience. Uh, man, as for other things that happened at Text Rider in my first con, I will say I bought a lot of dumb shit that I probably shouldn't have. Um, some figures I bought, there was really, really cool paintings, which I don't even have here in Chicago, which I, I probably should pick up and frame them somewhere or they are framed. I bought them framed. That's why, but these really cool, like glow in the dark splatter paintings of all the icons. They're really neat. Uh, I'd like to frame those up as well. I think it'd be really cool. Uh, but the one I think the one thing that I have that I got from there that I still cherish to this day, and I think it's so unique and cool because I've never seen anyone else actually have it, uh, despite it 
probably not being all that hard to get your hands on was the Halloween 2 score because Alan Howard was there. He had the full score from Halloween 2 there. He signed it, and that that was cool. I think that's one of the coolest things in my collection is just having the actual score from Halloween 2 and seeing all his handwritten notes and John Carpenter's handwritten notes. It's cool. That's a cool thing to have. Uh, and also, I'm <laughs> one of the, meeting Daniel Harris. Uh, I grew up with such a massive crush on Daniel Harris. It was interesting meeting her. I was shocked at how tiny she was as well. I do have. <laughs> I've met I met Danielle uh, a handful of times now, and she's always been a sweetheart every time. And her husband's really cool too. Uh, now, last time we saw her at Days of Chicago, she had her um, her baby there with her, and it was the cutest little thing. Um, but one more one more story that I have um, that again, just something that stuck with me in my first con. We were after we met Matt, we went and was going to get the Blu-ray signed by David Arquette, which of course David Arquette had a big line too. But David, uh, he he drinks a lot at these cons. Now he's he's pretty much clean and sober um, but he was drinking a lot of the time and he uh was straight up just taking shots of whiskey and was pretty drunk at his table and we were in line and he's he does one of the lines where you put your name on a sticky note and then you put it on whatever you want to sign that way he can personalize it to your name and just get on the way because his line was so big of course he was really cool too when he talked to everybody um but they were trying to make it as speedy as they could and uh, they asked me, he's like, hey, what's your name? So we can write on the sticky note. It's like, oh, just, it's Riley. And then all of a sudden, David looks over and he's like, he, I literally, I, can, I distinctly recall seeing him like lean over someone else's shoulder. It literally mid-conversation with somebody else. He leans over their shoulder and he's like, oh, that's, that's Dewey's last name. And I don't know why, but that's, <laughs> that, that always just kind of stuck with me. I thought it was really funny. And it's like. Just those little moments are why I like tell everybody to go to cons and why it's worth it. Because like, yeah, it, David not gonna remember who the fuck I am. He doesn't have a clue who I am. But like that little moment is something that us fans can cherish and and take home with us and not forget. And those are things we can look back on when you're having a rough day. Realize all the great times that you've had, and that that's one of those moments for me is David Arquette, who I absolutely fucking love. Dewey was like. My, one of my favorite characters ever. So to have just that little moment with them was really cool. But there was also I didn't get we didn't go to this. We were gonna go to this. I'm still mad that we didn't go. Yelling at Rachel from outside. We were they had a karaoke going on at Texas Friday Mare. And when we we went, we showed up and like nobody was there yet. We're like, well, fuck, this is dumb. So we left. But uh, turns out Rose McGowan and David Arquette showed up at karaoke and sang Queen together. And I wanted I. I hate that I wasn't there. We could have had a really cool experience, but now we got nothing. That would have been one of those moments we could have looked back on and had a good time, Rachel. Yeah, she knows. She's listening. She's she's just as upset as I am. She said our hotel was far away. Well, yeah, maybe it was. But Scarioke would have been fucking worth it. God damn it. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much my first my first con experience. Uh, sorry if I was just kind of rambling here. I didn't really make notes to go off of. I just kind of started discussing because it was, it was Rachel's idea, to be fair, to talk about the first con ever. So she thinks she should have been part of the episode. You know, that's what I was thinking. Fucking jackass, huh? Well, I'm going to have her a part of a lot more episodes here soon. She's, well, she's going through finals right now. She's studying for finals. So I'm letting her slide. But in like two weeks time, I'm throwing her into like 16 episodes. It's going to be a good time. 
that's really all I got. If you enjoyed, as always, man, if you're not following us on whatever platform you're listening on, please do so. The show is a good time. We have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of exciting things coming, and I want you to be a part of it. And if you really enjoy what you're what you're listening to here, uh, consider becoming a member on YouTube. That's what uh, that's kind of what keeps us making this content, bruh. To make all this content, and it uh, takes a lot of time, and we it's it's literally a full time job. And what makes that possible is members. So if you're not one already, consider joining for just two bucks. Uh, that's really all I got, man. Uh, As always, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.